I'm Dr. Ben Rall. Do you know where the most amazing doctor lives? You may be surprised to learn that it's actually right inside of you. Yet, today's healthcare model is built on a foundation that the greatest doctor instead comes in the form of pills, potions, lotions, even surgery. So listen in, because what if the majority of what you have been told about health and healing is not only wrong, but actually harmful to you? One thing is for sure, when you work with your body and not against it, you'll begin to discover that you are in fact designed to heal. I want to welcome everybody to another episode of Design to Heal. Dr. Ben Rawl today. I'm really excited about this conversation. I don't remember how long ago it was that you told me about this book, Invisible Rainbow. Um, you didn't tell me how thick it was, right, right. <laughs> it's, but it has been an awesome read for me and I've so enjoyed, um, I mean, it is, it is an academic read, my goodness, but Arthur Furstenberg we have today on the show and uh, credit to you of reaching out to him. So why don't you tell us some things and we'll introduce our guest. Yeah, we, um, you know, I was referred uh, to his work by some other people. I, and then after I realized about his book, and then I realized I'd seen his name over the years about other things, um, particularly related to things like cell phones and EMF and, and all these. But um, and when people do get the book, I always warn them, I say, listen, it's a pretty thick book and it's a pretty heavy read. But um, and I think this is, is, is great. I always tease him. I said about the back inch of it is all citations. Right. And so I always <laughs> laugh when people say, you know, there's no science to support this. You know, that's all. You know, you hear all conspiracy theory and, and sure. then on. And so what I what I'm so attracted to and thankful for uh, Arthur about is um, if there's ever a person that's committed to the science of it and citing everything, it would be him. Yeah. However, um, sometimes the conclusions that that research takes you down are uncomfortable for culture, you mm -hmm. know, and mm -hmm. they don't we don't like that. Right. We don't mm -hmm. like when uh, research starts to tell us, right, that something maybe isn't good for us that we're addicted to any more than, you know, cigarette smoking. And and now we, we are in this in this area. Now, Arthur, I think I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he would say, well, this was a long time coming. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, this there was a lot to be aware of. But here we sit. Um, in a time like we've never seen. And for some of our listeners, you might get a little broke break from COVID talk today, um, even though I probably will come up because there's actually surprisingly <laughs> relationships to that yep. to some degree. And so we are so thankful. That's a long introduction. But uh, Arthur, if you would uh, add to that, whatever you, th you know, you get a little, maybe a little bit of backstory. So our, our listeners that aren't familiar with you, I'm excited they get to learn about you and your work. But will you add any, some details to maybe your work and your history and how you got into this? Well, um, yeah, you are correct in that this is a long time coming. By, by a long time, it's uh, back to the 1700s. Um, I got interested in this because of personal circumstances. I was in medical school in 1980, and um, I was a real skeptic about uh, energy and uh electric fields and that anybody could possibly feel them or be hurt by them until I was myself hurt by them. And, um, it, it was actually a series of dental x-rays that uh, destroyed my health, a long series of dental x-rays during the summer of 1980. I was in my, the end of my second year of medical school and, um, it sent me down a whole nother road. And, um, I attempted to stick out my medical education for another year, finally collapsed with all the symptoms of a heart attack. Nobody could find anything wrong with me, and I've been studying the effects of electromagnetic energy 
on biology for over 40 years now. Which is, you know, and, I, and it's, when you read the book, I think even as a person who has been in kind of the alternative healthcare world for about 20 years and feels like I kind of, you know, know some stuff and have been exposed to some stuff, um, I was literally almost page after page um, blown away. And it's evident of your years of your research and your dedication. But I think what also really comes through in the, in the book and your research to me is, um, you know, you're not trying to show how smart you are, or how much you know, you want people to not become victims to this. You don't want people to be hurt and injured. I mean, um, I know it's led you on a different path of your life and, 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 and thankfully for that. But in many ways, you were, uh, this is the right term, but almost a canary in the coal mine. I mean, your injury, your, your uh, you know, career-ending injury almost, um, or certainly trajectory change, um, you know, is a lot of people don't really realize the implications of electricity and what it can do. Um, and I, I, you know, I was rereading some things this morning um, in your book, and, and I think we just, it's like anything. It's like there's, there's, there's I don't want to say there's the, the pros and their cons. There's certainly this idea of the benefits of what, you know, cell phones and technology and wireless and all this have, 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 have allowed, but we would be completely ignorant to believe that that was there's not a cost associated with that. And I think, um, and again, I think you would say that even more strongly than I'm saying it. Um, and as we continue to add this burden of electricity and EMF and Wi-Fi and all the things and satellites, I know we're going to get into this today. Uh, the implications are only getting more serious. And when I say serious, uh, in your book, you talk about its relationships to things like diabetes, to cancer, to heart disease, to brain tumors, to affecting our environment, to animals, to insects, to bees. I mean, it's really um, everything is affected. And that's not a surprise that everything's affected because elect we are electric beings. Our universe is electric in, in the sense that it has a field. And these things we throw into it without really looking um, have implications and effects, very serious ones. So I, I, at the risk of going down the entire history of, of electricity, right, <laughs> starting, like you said, in the 1700s, um, would you would you kind of give us an, a state of the union right now? And, and I give you full authority to scare the heck out of us, okay? Because <laughs> I think we need to be shooken up. I mean, I'm a parent of two kids, uh, you know, that want their cell phone. You know, they're they're 14 and they're mm. 11, and they've never had phones. And mm. you know, and then the more I learned, the more I I asked you on one of our pre calls. I said, um, I don't want to give away the ending to the show, but I, the way I remember it, I said, well, can you tell me some things to do? Um, to mitigate some of the risk, <laughs> the way I felt like you answered was like, get rid of your phone, <laughs> right? I mean, I think we're always looking, it's like asking, what's the safe cigarette, right? What's the safe, as you mentioned in the book, you know, there's no uh, level sensitivity to cyanide. Cyanide is bad for you, right? EMFs through your body are bad for you. It doesn't matter if you get a headache or a migraine or a brain tumor right away. Uh, they're not good for you. So that was a, a long statement. But do you mind just kind of scaring us, um, Arthur, at how bad it is so we can stop t beating around the bush and go, oh, well, you know, no big deal, free Wi-Fi, let's go in here, and just kind of shock our listeners? Well, cell phones are sources of radiation. They're sources of microwave radiation, um, the same sort of radiation that your microwave oven uses to cook your food, except that it's not straight microwave radiation, it's modulated with all this information that allows it to, to communicate to other cell phones and to computers. Um, until, at least in the United States, it happened a, 
couple few years earlier in Europe, but until 1996, um, almost nobody had cell phones. The world was different. We, we, we were not in touch with each other automatically through the airwaves from wherever we were. And the transformation is something that people are not aware of. Suddenly, every human being is a danger to their environment. Suddenly, every human being is a source of microwave radiation. And this microwave radiation is not confined to a to your body. The, the the radiation travels from your phone. Back in the 90s, um, cell towers were very distant from people. When they were, even before 1996, the few rich people that owned cell phones, your phone communicated with cell towers that might be 90 miles away. This stuff travels forever. When every human being becomes a source of radiation, they're a danger to themselves they're a danger to everybody around them, and they're irradiating all the insects and bees and birds and animals around them. And we have become no longer part of nature. We have become an adversary to nature. And um, I became an activist in 1996 when all this was in the planning stage still. It was in the summer of 1996, and I picked up, a, I was in New York City, I picked up a, a copy of the New York uh, Daily News, and it said 3,000 city lampposts are about to become part of the wireless revolution. And I uh, <laughs> took a deep breath and yeah. went into Manhattan and knocked on my friend Pell DeLevy's door, and I said, look at this, we've got some work to do. And I started my organization called the Cellular Phone Task Force. I didn't call it the Electromagnetic Radiation Task Force because people don't know what that is. People were soon to know what cell phones were. And in those days, they called them cellular phones. So we called it the Cellular Phone Task Force because that is the root of the problem. It is the, uh, the impetus for all the rest of wireless technology is, is what people have gotten their hands and they've got accustomed to and they've got addicted to and is irradiating the heck out of the earth. And the person, right, the human holding it. Uh... And the person, but uh, yeah, but the whole planet. We, we've enveloped ourselves. The infrastructure to make these things work are all these antennas and towers all over the planet. And they've got to be everywhere because you want to be able to Call for help in an emergency when you're in the middle of the desert or a wildlife sanctuary or on the ocean or in Antarctica. And this is why they're putting satellites up all over the earth. And it's getting more and more and more and more. And there's getting fewer and fewer insects and birds. And um, it's an ecological disaster. Arthur, could you could you help uh, maybe in, 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 in real, you know, best you can layman's terms? I know your, your level of, of knowledge about this. It's probably hard to... To, to, to talk to those of us that aren't quite, you know, in the in the in the details of it, but how, in real simple terms, other than just the obvious, you're microwaving or you know, radiating yourself uh, physiologically, because you know, I, I mean, I think at a real base level, uh, not ba but you know, popular press, you hear, you know, well, cell phones maybe can they give you a brain tumor or they can give you a headache or people that put it in their bra, you know, and tumors there and hips or, you know, hips degeneration from where they wear their phones, things that are really testicular cancer from the, you know, men that wear them down in that area or keep them in their pocket. Those are all very real things with research to back up every one of those statements. 
in just a maybe a brief, can you why does it how does it mess us up so bad? And I apologize for just the simplification of that statement, but I think people go, I don't feel it. I don't really, you know, I don't notice it. I feel fine. You hear this all the time, right? Um, I shouldn't right. say all the time, except but that, yeah, go ahead. Except that people do feel it. it it's, it's like you said, we are electromagnetic beings. Our nervous system <clears throat> works by electrical impulses. The regulation of our heart is by electrical impulses. The communication <clears throat> between ourselves is by tiny, tiny electrical impulses. The, the, the end point of metabolism uh, of our food and, and uh, the oxygen we breathe, the reason that it gives us energy is because of the electrons that, that, trans, that are transported in the mitochondria inside our cells. It's all electrical at every level of our bodies. <clears throat> and um, when we are bombarded with electromagnetic frequencies modulated with all this information, it interferes with our electronic beings. It, it's like you, you have any electronic uh, piece of equipment, you have to harden it against mm. Mm -hmm. what they call EMI, electromagnetic interference from all the other electronics that, that, are, that are emitting signals. It's the same thing with our bodies, except we didn't evolve with this stuff and we're not hardened against it, so yeah. it interferes. You, you, um, you had a point in your book, I think one of the most impactful parts for me, again, was when you were talking about how it, how it does affect us at the cellular level and the, and the mitochondria and, and energy production. And really, you know, and you're very honest in the book about even your own skepticism about how can this be related to cancer? How can this be related to heart disease, right? Isn't, isn't heart disease, you know, dietary? And there's certainly components to that. But I think, again, what's really been the light bulb for me is um, I, I, I feel like we just have ignored this so much or even just said, well, we kind of throw our hands up, right, Arthur? Like, well, what are you going to do? And I, I can't imagine what it's felt like for 40 years to feel like a voice in the wilderness. A couple other fascinating things, and I do want to talk about satellites because we, we are now entering into another, and very recently here, we are entering into another unprecedented area that I really want our listeners uh, to learn about and to know about with satellites and what's what's fixing to happen or what actually is already happening. But I, I guess I would want our listeners to know if you are, and, and feel free to ever correct me if I misstate anything, Arthur, but if you are on your technology a lot and you're living in wireless, even you know in your home and on your phones and all that, and you're having symptomatology of some of the things you've just heard here from headaches to sleep issues to depression, anxiety, I mean, heart palpitations, heart issues. I mean, really, it spans the spectrum because we are electrical beings, like you said. So you start to mess that up. The whole thing doesn't work right. Really, anything's possible as far as symptoms. And you've never considered the role of this electricity or EMFs or all the things we're talking about as a, as a, as a, uh, a causative factor or a part cause of that. Um, I would just want you to, this might be a light bulb moment for, for some people. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> the idea that most people have that they don't feel it is generally not correct. Um, they don't connect. They don't recognize or connect it to the cause. In other words, people keep their cell phones in their pockets and they get hip pain and they go to the doctor and the doctor says, you need a hip replacement. It hurts like hell. They don't connect it to the cause. Um, 
the, the uh, I have whole chapters, a chapter on diabetes, a chapter on yeah. heart disease, a chapter yeah. on cancer. Um, the modern epidemics, as I trace from back in the eight, in the 19th century, the modern epidemics of those three diseases <clears throat> are primarily due to the increasing soup of radiation that we're all swimming in. We don't recognize the cause. People get headaches. People get um, insomnia, sleep disorders, um, feelings of anxiety, depression. Um, well, and one of the things I remember you what saying. I, what I oh, used yeah, to ahead. do yeah, yeah. Back, back 25 years ago when I, when I first became an activist and there wasn't so much of this around and you could actually turn things off and escape from it, I would tell people, go home tonight and um, take the battery out of your cell phone. Like back in those original days, it wasn't even mostly cell phones. But yeah, turn off your cell phone, take the battery out of it. There wasn't Wi-Fi until after like 2001, so that was pre-Wi-Fi days. But, but but then I started to tell people, unplug your your Wi-Fi modem. So turn off your cell phone, if possible, take the battery out of it. Unplug your modem. Unplug your TV. Unplug your computer. See how you sleep tonight. And people are amazed. They wake up and their pains are gone, and they have slept well. For the first time in a long time, that 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 is less likely to happen these days because there's so much of it in not only in our dwellings but outside uh, on the telephone pole. Is <laughs> these antennas broadcasting, and you can't get away from it. But if people would only learn to feel it, they would recognize that they've always felt it. You said something in, in, in your book, and I'm literally reading from the last page because I, I, I thought it speaks to what you're saying. And it was in a, uh, an evaluated the health residents of an apartment building in Okinawa. And they had a roof, cell phone antennas had been operating there for a number of years. And so they interviewed a bunch of the people uh, representing 39 of the 47 apartments. And it said 20, this is the antennas were still on at this point. It said 21 people had chronic fatigue. 14, dizziness, vertigo, or Meniere's disease. 14, had headaches. 17, had dry uh, pain and dry eyes and repeated eye infections. 14, insomnia. 10, chronic nosebleeds. They removed the antennas, and then five months after, they went in, and they re, uh, you know, re-evaluated re everyone, and no one had chronic fatigue. No one had nosebleeds. No one had eye problems. Two people still had insomnia. One still had dizziness, and one had had headaches. Cases of gastritis and glaucoma resolved also. Now I know that's a you know that's a limited study in the sense of you know the, the number of people of course but but my goodness right begs the question and so um, you know I just I just I, w I wanted people to know that please consider and you know like you said it's gotten more complicated because you did say to me on the phone I said is there anything you know to m mitigate some of that you know radiation or the EMF and stuff and you said well. The thing is, if you got rid of it, all the radiation, the product wouldn't work, right? The phone, the cell phone needs to have that to work. So we, we sometimes live in this line, you know, we put a little... Radiation is the product. Yeah, it's the product. We can't... Yeah, we, you put a little sticker on your phone, you're thinking you're mitigating it. If your phone still works, you're still getting, you know, radiated. And I know we don't like that conclusion, and I know it's hard for us to hear, but, you know, um, I used to say this. I grew up in South Dakota where there's a lot of tornadoes. I say there's no safe distance from a tornado. Nobody would say, like, well, you know, how should I be, like, you know, right in it or right by it? It's like, no, if you're in a tornado, you're in a tornado. Uh, if you're using a cell phone or, you know, there's radiation happening, EMF happening, and that's affecting you. Um, and, and so, what, so, but, like, you mentioned this. Can you start walking us through 
satellite scenario because we're heading into a new era here, 2020, 2021, you know, um, everybody, I don't want to put words in your mouth uh, about Elon Musk and, and SpaceX. I think I'll let you take it from there. But, you know, he's celebrated as, you know, almost this modern day something, right? You know, uh, hero. Um, but what they're doing right now and what's happening on a, a pace we've never seen with satellites is really, really disturbing. Do you mind walking us through that? Yeah, that, that's uh, what I'm Focus is there's two things that I'm focused on right now. One is the satellites. Um, the other is uh, our lawsuit in federal court against Section 704 of the Telecommunications Act, which is what facilitated the rollout of all these cell towers and cell phones. We're asking the court to declare that it's unconstitutional. Um, but uh, back to the satellites. Um, until last year, there were maybe 2,000 active satellites operating in the sky for all civil and military purposes, communication purposes. Um, and Elon Musk, uh, with his SpaceX, has already launched uh, upwards of 1,400, 1,500 approximately satellites just for one communication system on the way he's launching them 60 at a time every two, three weeks and uh, sometimes more frequently. And um, he's got approval for 12,000 and applications in for 30,000 more. So we're about to have astronomically more satellites beaming signals at the Earth for global communications than um, has ever been thought possible. And he's not the only one. There's, there's half a dozen players actively planning and some of them launching already satellites to compete with him. Um, the, the, the problem as I see it and as I outline in my book is not the direct radiation at the Earth, although that is a problem because these are extremely powerful satellites. Some of these systems, um, these are phased array millimeter wave antennas, meaning that these satellites broadcast a pencil-like beam at user terminals on the Earth. You buy a user terminal from SpaceX and you put it on the roof of your house, and the user terminal has these phased array millimeter wave antennas, and the beam finds the beam of the satellites and they aim at each other and um, these beams are extremely powerful such that uh, the effective radiated power of one of these these other companies is going to be upwards of 80 million watts per beam from the satellite. By the time it reaches the Earth, it's relatively small, but it's not so small. It's on a par with what we're getting from earthly-based antennas. And you uh, say this isn't even your biggest concern. I mean, that's shocking right there, and this isn't even your biggest concern. It's um, not even my biggest concern. I'm concerned, because, yeah. Because the absolute magnitude is, is, is not bigger, and it's, in most cases, um, much smaller than the radiation that you would get from an antenna right outside your house. And it's, and it's actually smaller than the radiation that your brain gets from a phone that's right next to it, um, which is a whole other story. 
but but the uh, the real danger, as I see it, is that these satellites are orbiting directly in the Earth's ionosphere, which is the electrically charged layer of atmosphere that generates what atmospheric physicists call the global electric circuit, and which you see manifested in thunderstorms. Lightning is part of that global electrical circuit, and mm. in fair weather, it's a gentle circuit that travels from the ionosphere to the Earth through every living thing. It, 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 it is carried on atmospheric ions. It is carried within our bodies in um, acupuncture meridians, which have been mapped thousands of years ago, and um, we are connected to the heavens through the top of our head and through to the earth, through the soles of our feet, and this current is constantly circulating within our bodies and communicating with the earth and sky, and they're polluting the hell out of this circuit with billions of frequencies emitted by satellites in the ionosphere, which is the regulator and source of this current. Um, so, so it does not. It is not a a big leap, Arthur, to know what you know, and what you and and others have been trying to warn about for at this point, unfortunately, decades, uh, and say this could be one of the most catastrophic things um, humankind and actually humankind, um, uh, you know, <laughs> the whole living, uh, you know, species from plants to people. Um, we we could we could be destroying ourselves all at the, um, you know, the illusion of, of ease and comfort, and so I can download a picture fast and send it to my friend. And I don't mean to make light about some of those things, but what I think is hard for me to hear sometimes, Arthur, is so much of this has been done, as I read your book again, it was just, and if you have, so it's called Invisible uh, Rainbow. Now, there's two of those books, because I have to laugh. I actually got the wrong book the first time. Um, there's another one by the same title with a different author, so make sure you get Arthur's book. Um, and, and you probably ran into that before. But The other one is actually on a related subject. Yeah, he, it's great. I still talks, read it. Yeah, acupuncture and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He talks about the, the human body yeah, it's great, surrounded right? by an invisible <laughs> rainbow, and I'm talking about the whole earth surrounded by the same rainbow. That's funny. Um, so, but, but it's not, you know, you know you're not... Um, you're not a, a an alarmist. I mean, I know we would actually. I would think that we take this as a compliment. I would love to be able to raise an alarm, right? But I think some people would say this, Arthur, right? And I am by no means uh, wanting to play devil's advocate. I'm thankful. People say, well, well, weren't they doing <laughs> right? Weren't they doing research on this? Um, I can't remember the one gentleman. I believe he was out of Norway or Sweden who got into this years ago, and and he said, you know, I was just wanted to do some basic research, some basic questions, how this affects it. You know, people working on computer screens, getting rashes and headaches, and let's just solve some of these problems for humanity, see what's going on. And, um, you know, certainly in the beginning, maybe electricity was, like you say, it was viewed as this thing that almost wasn't even part of the world, like it lived by a different set of rules that we didn't have to take into account. That's, of course, been shown to be a ridiculous thinking. But I, I, I part of it, I, I guess, is it fair to say, Arthur, that there is powers that be that deaf, and I think cell phones tell the greatest story of this, at least the most timely one right now. Um, there, please, listeners, understand there is major powers at play that do not want you to know about the risks of what we're talking about today. Is that fair to say? I think in, in some sense it's fair to say, but even those powers are on their cell phones all the time, so they're in denial also. If they mm -hmm. knew, they have children, they have families, 
they, 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 they live on this same earth. If they really admitted and, and acknowledged that this was harmful, they would be as freaked out as we Tell, are. But that story that you talk about, the former World Health Organization director, right? Um, yes. I think that, do you mind just telling that to our listeners? I think that is an interesting story. Yeah, Dr. Gro Harlem Brundtland was the, is a medical doctor, former prime minister of Norway, um, became the director general of the World Health Organization back in, I think it was the year 2000. And um, she became what people call electrically sensitive, which, which people pin that label on me and millions of other people who are screaming that this radiation is killing us. Um, because either we've had an injury or by some other means we've come to realize and feel in real time what's being done to us, recognize the symptoms, which most people don't, don't, don't put two and two together. But, but we've managed to do so, and she did, and she felt cell phones. So she instituted a policy in Geneva, Switzerland, as the director general of the WHO, that no one was, was to enter her office with a cell phone on them. And um, she was attacked by by her subordinates in the, in the EMF program of the WHO, and she was marginalized, and in a few years she was no longer director general of the WHO. Um, people don't want to hear this. Yes, there are powerful interests, especially economic interests, because the telecommunications industry is a multi, multi-trillion dollar industry. It's one of the biggest industries on earth. And um, money is, is uh, but it's not just money, because human beings have been in denial about uh, electricity as even being part of the environment um, for a couple of centuries. And it's been so ingrained in us that it's a tool to be used and it has no effect on biology. And, and even the, the powers that be that have all these tremendous economic interests invested in it's not being harmful, they're on their cell phones too. They, 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 to some, some extent, to that degree, they do not know either. And, it, and this, is, this is what we're up against. And this is what I've been fighting for 40 years as a scientist, for 25 years as an activist, and why we're in court about to go to the Supreme Court, most likely. Um, it's all in flux. There, there, there are hun- hundreds of cities and counties have, have already petitioned the Supreme Court to overturn um, some, some recent uh, FCC orders restricting their rights to regulate uh, small-cell antennas in the public rights-of-way, which is 5G technology, that's the same thing that these satellites are, are all being uh, rolled out for. You, you asked an important question um, uh, about how I see this in the global picture of things, that, that I see what's happening in the sky with this extraordinary rollout of tens of thousands of satellites as the most immediate threat to life on this planet. Um, and how do I know? Is it theoretical? It's not just theoretical. 
I'm probably the person on this planet with the most evidence for it. I've been monitoring the effects of satellite constellations on human health and on wildlife since the first um, satellite cell phone constellation was launched in 1998 by the Iridium Corporation. Uh, you know, and, I want, uh, Arthur, I want to, I want, because I want you to talk about this because I, I, I don't, I want you, again, for those of you that haven't read the book, and please do, because when you're having a, 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 a person with your level of, of, of years spent on this topic that doesn't, you know, um, uh, mince words and also is accountable to the things that, 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 that you say, um, when you when you read the the book, so when he says um, the evidence, so the one story that he's going to talk about when when he, I mean, literally goes to directly to the, the the CDC death rates and looks at the time they launched this technology to literally when they flipped the switch to this unfortunately this major spike in in deaths um, right in those areas where they did that and the, even the manifestations of what you could see happening in the sky as it changed you know this electrical you know, I won't even try to re, you know say what, how, how you explained it, but this is very real to the degree that people literally die when this stuff happens. And and Arthur, I don't want to put you on the spot of this, but there's, as I'm listening to you, there's part of me that's going, this whole thing we're walking through right now as a world, even with COVID, is concerning to me. And I know you've stuck your neck out about some of that in the past, and there's certainly historical evidence for it related to influenza over the over historical times with rollouts of major technological you know, changes. But I'm looking at these launches of these satellites, and I'm looking at some of the global death that's happened in areas and certainly metropolitan areas, largely in our most populated cities, right? In our most populated, you know, westernized nations. Um, you can choose not to answer that question, but am I not too far off to, to at least be suspicious? Well, uh, yeah, I, I I did some uh, epidemiological studies to to the degree that I was able in 1996 when the first cell phone systems went commercial in various cities, the largest cities in the United States, and there was an immediate rise of, in the death rate of uh, up to. 20, 30% in some cases, wow. lasting for months. Um, when the first, um, when the Iridium satellites, the 66 satellites that are still up there and still providing cell phone service, when they went commercial on September 23rd, 1998, um, I did a survey, Six Nation survey. I called up everybody that I knew in, in the world, which was... Uh, small number compared to the number of people I'm in touch with now. Um, people that call themselves electrically sensitive were deathly ill for a couple of weeks after that uh, system went on. Pigeons. Um, it, it was homing pigeon racing season in the United States when those things were turned on. And thousands and thousands of pigeons never came home. They got lost. They didn't return. Um, there were observations by some of the pigeon races that there were not uh, birds flying in the sky for a few weeks. Um, there was a, there was another a second system, which is also still operating, Global Star, with, with 48 satellites. That uh, other effects, other similar effects, that, that when when Iridium uh, added internet to its voice. 
um, people felt it in, in, in one of those uh, escalations uh, of service there was in the newspapers again um, a, a sudden epidemic of abortions in racehorses and, and deaths of racehorse foals um, so I've been monitoring this since the, since the late 1990s, since, since uh, about 2001. Things have not dramatically changed in the sky, but, but they are now because of SpaceX and OneWeb and, and uh, AST and Science and Roscosmos and the Chinese, the Chinese uh, Space Agency. Um, they all want to launch these systems. And I am actually terrified of uh, what's going to happen at the end of the summer when Elon Musk is, is uh, promising to go commercial globally with whatever thousands of satellites he has in the sky by that time. Do you think it's not, is it also fair to say, I know you, you touch on it in the book, um, uh, you know, with some people I look at as I'm just sitting here listening to you and, you know, the confusion of, of, of homing pigeons and we're electrical beings and my understanding, you know, from chiropractic uh, regarding neurology and our brains, it's not a far leap to say uh, this could play a role in things like memory or things we would call like Alzheimer's, uh, confusion. We've never seen it like this in the history of the world where generations of people and it's happening, or not generations, but these you know, all these people and these younger people now. I mean, I've got people that I meet, uh, Doc, that are 50 years old with, uh, with deep dementia. We never saw that happen. And uh, you can't and help but say... Young, you are correct. It, 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 it is the new normal now not to remember words. It's like, and, and, and to have more trouble remembering than, than we used to have, no matter how old we are. Like 25 years ago, this was not the case. And it's not normal. And people think it's normal. People think it's normal for every second person yeah. to eventually get cancer in their life. We, it's never normal. Yeah, we talk about, I often on this show, I use the term, uh, didn't create it, of course, but you know, this term of boiling frog, and I'm sure you've used that yourself. We are literally boiling frogs in this soup of, of, of waves and soup of horrible nutrition and, and you know, and sedentary lifestyles and, you know, all of those things. I know you focus most of your studies on the, the electrical component of that. So, Arthur, can I kind of, best I can, and, and again, I know you, uh, you're a purist in the sense of there's no such safe level of cyanide. For those of us, and I do have a personal question as a dad, um, and I and I one of the things I appreciate about it, your book and even talking to you before was, you know, you you just care about humanity and 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 our and, you know the whole the whole thing. So I know you don't like when I kind of say, hey, but what about a a ten year old? But to those parents out there that are raising this, you know, their kiddos as a you know, can you do your best to scare us parents out there that are you know feeling the pressure from their eleven year old to say, get me a phone so I can fit in? How do you? respond to that. I know I didn't ask you that I would be asking you that question, but what do you say to that person that just wants to, to fit in or right or have some of the, you know, things, you know, social aspects of that? Can you just kind of scare us again? Is that, is that okay? Yeah, there, there, there is no safe level of microwave radiation. We did not evolve with it. Um, the, the, the levels from the universe are billions trillions of times less than what we're exposing ourselves to now from, from our cell phones and all this other technology. It, it just wasn't there. Um, but most of the electromagnetic radiation in our environment is light and infrared and ultraviolet 
from the sun. Um, it's it's not in this microwave radi- range. In, in, in Green Bank, West Virginia, and in some of the other places in the world where they have radio astronomy telescopes that have to be able to receive um, radio waves from the stars. It's like Green Bank, West Virginia is a radio quiet zone. If anybody uses a cell phone in the vicinity, it will interfere with that radio astronomy telescope because it doesn't exist in nature, period. And, And cell phones are banned in Green Bank. Wi-Fi is banned in Green Bank. Cell towers within a 500 square mile radius around Green Bank are not allowed to aim their their radiation in that direction because it will make radio astronomy impossible. Well, it also makes functioning in our bodies impossible. And and the the science does not um, indicate that there is a safe level of this technology. Um, the, The best scientists in this field have always stated the only safe level is zero, and some of the the best research, um, for example, on the blood-brain barrier, when you microwave the brain, and they did this on uh, on rats, on, on which on would be like putting rats. a cell phone to your head or staring at a computer screen. I mean, that's that's when you say microwaving the brain. I mean, I think people think we're putting our head in a microwave. And I know you've said this on the show. I just want our listeners to understand: if I put that cell phone to my head, I am microwaving my blood brain barrier and other things. Correct. Right, but okay. but but the the frightening thing is that when when scientists at Lund University in Sweden. This, this is Leif Salford, and, and he's, he's, the, uh, he, he's a, a brain surgeon that headed this team, and they microwaved, uh, they, they microwaved. They exposed laboratory rats to, to cell phones um, at very low power, and they kept on reducing the power of the cell phone so that the rats were exposed to less and less radiation. The more they reduced the power the greater the damage to the blood-brain barrier. It was an inverse dose response. And that showed that that the idea that this is based on power levels is false, and that the idea that by holding a cell phone at some distance from your body, you're protecting yourself, Mm. is also false. Mm. The only way to to be safe is to get rid of the damn cell phone. And when I see... I don't say this out loud, yeah. particularly nowadays. <laughs> but you want to have a couple see, friends left in the world, huh? <laughs> when I when I see a mother talking on her cell phone with one hand and holding a baby in her hand with the other, or mm. or wheeling a baby in her carriage with the other. To me, that's child abuse, and it should never happen. Arthur, but isn't this, isn't this something like I think about? I mean, I'm, you've got a couple of years on me, but, you know, I remember, you know, I, I remember, you know, a lot of our generation, or, you know, my moms that smoked didn't know it was bad for the baby, or the kids in the back, you know, a seat of the car, and mom and dad are smoking up front, and, and not thinking they were doing anything wrong, right? Not thinking there was any implications. Right. And, and I think you make a statement, I think even in the book, you know, one step that might show we're going in the right direction is when, you know, a person can look to somebody and say, hey, can you put that, can you turn that cell phone off? Um, you know, it's killing me over here. Yeah, that's, and, and that's, that's not politically correct. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. yeah now, yeah, not there's not well, nothing's politically correct anymore. Um, <laughs> the uh, but but I, I you know I is there so is it some thought and I'm just asking uh, you know still just learning a lot myself. Is it still helpful to unplug the Wi-Fi at night, unplug the computers, turn the phone off? Oh, of course. Is that still for those of us it's that are cumulative? It, it is cumulative, it's right? Cumulative the, it's absolutely. Some helpful, of it we can't yeah. do. The satellites are in the sky and they're going to be doing the beaming. But don't get this stuff. Don't you know? Don't be the guy that thinks I need to be the earlier adopter on everything technology and have you know anything Tesla sells or, or Elon. I'm not throwing it. Well, I'm happy to, but I'm just saying this isn't. You know, there's this race of people, and you start. You're seeing the same stuff I'm Arthur just in the world and this I'm concerned about you know our, our human race in, in ways um, but you know we don't have to be you know we're almost racing to our, 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 our extinction and it's insane for me to see that and I'm, I'm part of the problem in some ways I'm learning stuff just talking to you today I mean have we gone too far to even be able to pull back from something like this like what happens when people you know wake up and start realizing that you know we've created a pandemic of EMF essentially and they go, yeah, but we've got you know thirty thousand satellites in the sky, or all these cell phone towers. Like, what do we do then at that point? It's not like you can, you know, how, how do you go back? Well, from can that? you turn them off? I guess that's a good question. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> sure, you can turn them off. That's that's why uh, SpaceX is building all these Earth stations all over the planet. To this is the command and control. You can send a signal and turn the thing off if you want to. Okay, so then another question I would have is. You know, what do you do when you've got, you talked about Green Bank, West Virginia. Part of me is going, Ben, we need to buy some real estate there. <laughs> you know, like, but I mean, a place like that, is that immune to, to these satellites? I mean, I think that, you know, they're going to, no, they're going to get, yeah, right. They, they, they have to, they, they are not going to be able to use those frequencies to study the stars anymore. And so I, I guess another, um, maybe a, another big question that is you guys were just conversing the whole time. I mean, Ben, and I would just point this out to you. Just think about how active there is a conversation these days with, you know, the environment and global warming and all that kind of stuff, right? And they talk about, yeah, we got to save the planet. What kind of planet are we handing to the next generation? Well, Arthur, I was thinking I mean, about that too. Like, we, you know, at least I don't want to say least of our concerns, but we are going, you know, what you just described and the realities of that could disrupt our, our environment more than any... HCFs probably have done over history of time or global warming, not to get into that conversation, but I thought that same thing. Like right. we, we could do this, we could microwave and bake ourselves you know, uh, to death uh, th through that, which is crazy. And I'm imagining 30,000 satellites. Compare, yeah. When I compare the, the, the EMFs, the, the, the RF radiation to um, burning fossil fuels and, and climate change, um, the EMFs are a more immediate problem. It's more urgent. The 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 CO two in the atmosphere is more permanent. Mm -hmm. So if, if 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 we turn off all the devices, the radiation goes instantly away. If we stop burning fossil fuels, that stuff is up there permanently for mm -hmm. the next two hundred years. Mm -hmm. So, me, so that's me, the difference. They're both they're both very urgent. Let me ask you something. Do you um? You tell stories in the book, share very personal experiences yourself, but then also people that you know about um, that you've contacted. You know, when they're when they're injured, right? I'm thinking about that one doctor, I believe, um, lawyer, doctor, husband was a doctor, I can't remember exactly, and very sick, right? And she kind of got that new computer and it really triggered her, I mean, to where she was sleeping in parking lots, you know, that she could find relief from. You, you use the term... Um, 
I think so. You talk about these people healing, right? Going to, to heal. Is there, and I, I just mean this genuinely, Doc, is there healing and recovery available or is the damage somewhat, of course, a brain tumor is very real and very, you know, right, serious. Um, what do we do if a person is you, listening you can, to this? Yeah. And they're like, I think that's you, me. What do I do? You can heal from almost anything. Amen to that. I'll, I'll go with you there. I'm, I'm a believer in that for sure. If you lose a leg, you're not going to regrow it. Um, but but most most uh, most things you can heal from. But you got to get out. Provided, you got to get rid of the assault. Provided right? yeah, that yeah. You're, that you're not still getting poisoned. <laughs> so yeah, if there's no place you can go to escape the radiation, you can't heal, and that's more and more true. Arthur, question for you on the. Uh, the global warming piece, you know, a solution to that was, you know, reduce the hydrocarbons and, and, and things like that. And so, you know, we're seeing this rise of electric cars and, and et cetera. I'm just curious, is that part of the problem? Do those create any kind of EMF issues or whatever? Are we, you know, Tremendous, we, yeah. I've, I've measured some, some one, one of these uh, electric cars and, and the electric fields in the driver's seat and in the passenger seat are tremendous. I mean, so, so I look at this and I go, you know, if, if we go that route, that's going to create an issue. If we go the other route of staying where we are with a combustion engine, that creates issues as well. And Ben, you know what I'm hearing the entire time of this? Simplify life, yeah. right? But because of us moving right. so fast, I mean, that, that is the issue right here. We're trying, to keep, we're trying to build technology that keeps pace with a pace that we were not designed for yeah. ever. Ever. Never can get there, never should. I mean, I would make the argument where... But the problem, the yeah. basic problem is more and more and more and more and more. That, that that idea has to stop. We have to make do with less. Arthur, do you feel like, um, mm. and I know we're just this is like rapid fire now, and I know we have crunch, crunch for time but, here. But ben, I mean, this is like drinking at the well right now. And by the uh, way, well, Arthur, I made the comment earlier to start the thing about the book being long. It was it was long and justifiably so. Yeah, right. And it's an amazing, amazing book, an amazing read. So like, I, I again, you've said multiple times, Ben, get the book. I second that. Yeah, and Can't we'll, we'll make enough. sure we'll put all the contact information. Let me ask... Um, one of the things that I, you know, just a personal thing that I study a lot about and have always been in, interested in and, and concerned about is, is, is vaccines. I don't want to put you in a spot, but I want to ask you a, a very pointed question about an ingredient. So, for example, if there is an ingredient in a vaccine, for example, let's say aluminum, which is in some, can that be, does that possibly make you more and this might not be the right word, um, Arthur, you know, conductive, or if I'm injecting chemicals or, you know, maybe metal fillings in my mouth. I've, I've heard stories of people that pick up radio frequencies through their, their metal fillings. Metal fillings in, in people's mouths are a problem because they act as an antenna and they pick up this stuff. And, and uh, So it could be driving more radiation to you or, or something. Is that... Yeah. There have been reports since the 1930s of people hearing radio stations broadcast from the fillings in their teeth. I mean, that this happens and... Uh, anything metallic, metallic implants in, okay. in your body, anything yeah. in your body, uh, act as antennas. A absolutely, that that happens on a micro level. There's yeah, a, can like aluminum a, or something? Injecting yeah. aluminum, I have not I've looked into that. that. Okay. I don't know whether that's a problem. I kind of doubt it because okay. the amount of aluminum is probably not enough to. to for, for the kinds of things that I'm talking about, but it's toxic. Right. Well, I was thinking about the stuff I've seen with the, you know, buildup of, you know, I've, you know, the lumen can cross blood brain barrier and cause, you know, get into the brain. And I thought, well, over the years of that and build up and then now adding to it, you know, the cell phone by my head and, you know, 30 other and the issues. Cell phone is damaging the blood brain barrier, so more of it gets into your brain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, okay. So 
we we love you, Arthur. You're uh, you're an amazing. Um, you've you've really you know dedicated essentially you know the majority of your life to waking people up, and um, and I'm sure it has not been an easy road to hoe. And I'm sure you've been called everything in the book from whatever. I won't even use the words you've been. You know, I'm sure. Um, we want to make sure people know how to kind of best thing. I know um, I get newsletters from you now. What do how do people follow you? Because it's you know here's the irony, right? Here the you know even me trying to get a hold of you it was 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 kind of uh, challenging just because you're not I'm not texting you on a cell phone, right? That's not happening. So how do people follow your work, get a hold of your newsletter, and buy your book? Because you can't buy the book on you know iBooks, right? So give us our, your best, how do we follow you, stay in touch, and maybe resources that you suggest well, we should follow. Well, published by Chelsea Green Publishing Company in Vermont, and it can be ordered on Chelsea Green's website. Perfect. It can also be bought from Amazon. Um, my, I have two websites. Um, my organization's old website is cellphonetaskforce.org. It has a lot of information on it. And my relatively newer website is 5gspaceappeal.org. And that has an international petition to stop 5G on Earth and in space. And uh, people can sign the petition on that website. Um, those are the two main ways, and there are ways to contact me on, on those websites. Okay. There are ways to donate to the cause. There are ways, ways to subscribe to my newsletter on the cell phone. Cellphonetaskforce.org slash newsletters, you can subscribe. What's your final, your final thought for us as we wind down? What would you want to either leave us with a warning or, or is there an encouragement? Or uh, what's the last word for today? get rid of your cell phone. That, that, that is the answer to stopping this technology. I don't think anything else is going to succeed. If there starts to be a movement to get rid of cell phones, the financial incentive to have all this infrastructure will go away, and, and, mm. and the awareness that this is harmful will spread. I never I thought I would long for the day of getting tangled up in the phone cord across the kitchen, right, when I was a kid and, yeah. and uh, sneaking in the bathroom because it was a private conversation and the code cord being in the door. Yeah. But at least it doesn't kill you. But at least it doesn't kill you. Arthur, thank you for your time. Uh, you're generous with your time and your tireless efforts. And this was by no means uh, to promote the book. It's just, you know, we live in an era where, you know, your work of your type um, I think it will go down, and, and I know you, you wouldn't take all the credit. There's some other people out there that have been uh, instrumental in, in doing this work. A lot of it seems to come out of that, that Sweden, Norway. It's just interesting to me, and a lot of this is happening overseas um, sometimes, um, which is interesting. But um, just Happening thank- especially in France, Spain, and Italy, and Germany nowadays. Interesting. And so, you know, you're not going to see that come across, you know, the the American, you know, news ticker, you know, uh, of course, for various reasons. And so you do have to go out on your own. But when you get somebody on here that's going to say, you know, um, they're killing you, we, we owe it to ourselves individually and our, our, our children and then our, our environment, our world to be responsible citizens. And sometimes we don't like those answers. And um, you've given me a lot to think about as I'm on this journey and, and just some of the realities of this and, and, and for my own family and for my own health and, of course, the listeners we have here and, and my patients. So we thank you so much, sir, uh, for taking the time to be on the call today. Thanks for having me. 
If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to support the show, give us a five-star review and share it with your tribe. To learn more about Dr. Ben's work, visit AchieveWellness.clinic.